Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. And today I'm breaking down that verse from 1 Timothy 2, 12, that says, But I do not allow a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. That's really not my breakdown. Um, I had seen a Twitter thread that I'm reposting and then commenting about. Now, the Bible is clear that there is an order to the church. Certain things are to be done a certain way. No New Testament believer can be so unobservant of the Old Testament that they fail to see the specificity with which God expects worship. Though New Testament believers are not beholden to Old Testament ceremonial laws, like the bloody sacrifices, because Christ has come, we're still cognizant of the fact that God is still God. He does not accept any old worship. Just ask Ananias and Sapphira. One way that Jesus has ordered his church is that he is its head. That's Ephesians 5.23. And then under their submission to Jesus, some men are called to lead. 1 Timothy 3, 2-7, and 1 Timothy 5.17. And then the rest of the men, women, and children submit to their leaders. Hebrews 13.17. That's how it's organized. Once again, women are not to be in authority over men in the church. I'm usually amazed at the genius of how some people can expertly twist plain verses into meaning something they do not mean. The depraved mind is cunning. After all, their father, the devil, is the most crafty creature of all, Genesis 3.1. And remember that verse also uses the word subtle in some translations. This is how Satan deceives. He makes the lie sound almost like the truth, subtly. Now I came across this Twitter exposition of the issue of women teaching men, 1 Timothy 2.12, as I posted above. It's written by Stephen Michael Feinstein, and he is a pastor, and he wrote this thread of 13 tweets a few years ago, and it's been unearthed and retweeted, and I'm glad because I read it, and it's good. This Pastor Stephen Feinstein goes through how people with an unholy agenda can exposit the plain meaning into some a different meaning suddenly, very subtle, but plausibly. So I'm going to read his tweet threads from 1 to 13. Now hang with me because I think it's really instructive. Here is Pastor Stephen Feinstein's exposition. What follows are his words, not mine. A plain reading of 1 Timothy 2.12 seems to clearly favor the complementarian position. I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority. In this thread, I will quickly break this down, that's Pastor Stephen, so that anyone can see 
the exegesis, in quotes, of both positions. Now, Kostenberger demonstrates its grammatical structure as follows. A negated finite verb, I do not permit, governing an infinitive, to teach, connected by the coordinating conjunction, or with a second infinitive, to exercise authority. Pretty straightforward and simple. Paul doesn't permit women to do the infinitives, which are connected by the conjunction or. Paul's word for teach is his normal word for good and faithful teaching. So one cannot say he is merely forbidding a type of false teaching. So a plain reading has women in the church being restricted from teaching or exercising authority. So how do egalitarians, quote, exegete the passage to show that it means something different? Well, first, they insist on a definition for the word exercise authority, thus claiming it can only mean to, quote, wrongly domineer or usurp. Now, if they're right, the text would still, at this point, forbid women from teaching. So what they do is they remove the coordinating conjunction, or, and they read it as an adverbial clause. This now makes it modify the infinitive to teach. See below. Here, I'll explain it. A negated finite verb, I do not permit, governing an infinitive to teach, remove the or and change the second infinitive into an ad adverbial clause in a dominating way to mean I do not permit a woman to teach in a domineering way. But think about it. In order to get this rendering, they had to remove a Greek word and they had to change the second infinitive into an adverb, clause. Exegetically, this is un unjustified. If Paul meant it to be adverbial, he'd use a preposition rather than a conjunction. The fact is, the text as it stands has a conjunction that connects two infinitives. So it means what the complementarians say it means. Also, the narrow egalitarian definition of exercise authority is hardly proven. So again, the grammar makes it clear that Paul forbids two things, not one, and that those two things are women teaching and having authority over men in the church. Culture may shriek, but that's irrelevant. I'm still reading Pastor Stevens' explanation. Egalitarians then appeal to an invented historical background dealing with church women, like smuggling in the pagan theology of the cult of Artemis, and that this is all that Paul is forbidding. Yet there's not a single clue anywhere in 1 Timothy that this was an issue in the church. If anything, he dealt with Jewish myths, not pagan ones. So let me summarize says Pastor Stephen. 
The egalitarian position requires exegetical butchering of the words that are actually in the text. And then it requires an invented occasion of crisis that just happens to not even be hinted at in the text. And on that basis, they radically reinterpret the verse in a narrow sense. Let me just state plainly, it's obvious that no one would arrive at this position by an unbiased translation and study of the text. They instead must already possess an ideological bent that forces them to reject the clear complementarian nature of the text, and therefore they change the text and the historical context to fit their ideological bent. My friends, this is not exegesis. This is not even Christian. That was the end of Pastor Feinstein's explanation of how um, egalitarians, this is women and men who believe that men and women are equal in all roles and may occupy all roles equally that God has ordained. Now, this is me now speaking. It's clear that women usurping and failing to remain silent in the churches, not on blogs, radio, podcasts, or real life, but in the churches, it's a huge issue these days in Christian life. Women teaching men and preaching in church is not a secondary or a tertiary issue because it deals with creation order the orderliness of the church, and the sin of disobedience, the persistence and strength with which Satan disrupts this godly template in marriage and in church, two of the three spheres God has ordained for restraining sin, is proof that it's something Satan fervently does not want. If you ladies have an urge to teach, This is admirable. There are many wonderful women teachers out there edifying us and ministering in godly and appropriate ways. These godly female teachers submit to God's word and do not have a craving to usurp. They do not teach men in church or preach. Godly female teachers possess an understanding that worshiping God means adhering to his orderliness in all spheres of life. But if you have an urge to teach men or preach in church, then check yourself, please. There's a vast difference between standing at a pulpit on a Saturday afternoon and teaching a ladies' conference than there is standing at the pulpit on a Sunday morning and preaching to the congregation explaining and exegeting God's word. That difference is the gulf between obedience and sin. Don't be fooled by the subtle word tricks of Satan, and don't convince yourself on the back of wordplay that it's okay to preach. It is not. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day.